Hello and welcome to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast with Kimberly Fujitaki and myself, Thea Pichelle. In a few moments, Kimberly will be joining us. Um, we're just waiting for her to get online with us. It's interesting um, because, you know, we thought that this pandemic episodes were going to be super special and temporary in nature and time has expanded and extended and here we are still doing this live and Kimberly is right with us now. Hello. Happy 40th episode, Kimberly. Happy 40th episode. Man, I can't believe we've been <laughs> already having 40 episodes. It's pretty awesome. I think I that... know. What's that? This like the 28th recorded up, I mean 28th live episode. Or something yeah. Like that. Yeah. 28 <laughs> episodes in a pandemic. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> I think we might have to change it to special edition to this is life. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not special anymore. It's going on for 28 episodes. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Time passes so quickly. It's like it's but slow. slow fast. Yeah. It's slow fast. I'm like, this is going by day to day, like slow. But then I'm, I'm thinking like it's already going to be Thanksgiving, you know, like yeah. it's crazy. Um. It's very strange. It's like a warped time. It is because this year has taken so long. I know. And we think it's hard. You and I have had like hard years where we've been like feeling like beat down, you know? Oh, yeah. Like this is different. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. This is totally different. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a strange new normal. And eventually it'll shift back to something that resembled what things were like before. Of course, it's never going to go exactly the way back, but. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think a lot of things, is, especially for me, I've, um, I'm going to keep, you know, instead of just like being the running around ragged kind of way that I have been before. Um, I've noticed, you know, such a different shift in my energy and being able to like, slow down and do mm-hmm. things in a different way than I normally would have. And I think that perspective has, has been helpful for me. Um, and I know that that's probably not the case for a lot of people because um, mm-hmm. it's a really difficult and challenging time. And if you're feeling challenged and having a hard time, you know, dealing with all of this, like you're not alone either. Um, the other day I was having a conversation with a friend and uh, they were saying, you know, they felt bad because something um they like some aspects that you know the benefit of of uh not necessarily having to do something that previously was an obligation right and i was like you do get to have a perk out of this situation like there's a lot of suffering um there's a lot of unknowns and it's okay if there are some perks (laughs) yeah you know and i think that you know we have to acknowledge some of the things that are occurring and the challenges and also you know be grateful for certain aspects of things that maybe, you know, I mean, I would never have spent this amount of time with my husband. And <laughs> that's, both a good, that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And also know that it's shown us a lot about each other and, and how, you know, we are as 
you know, working together as like mm -hmm. business stuff and then also just like personally. And um, it's it's really interesting to me to be mm -hmm. able to have that experience. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the saying? Like, if you want to know if a relationship will last, take a road trip. <laughs> this yeah, is this like is, the longest road trip. This is very extended. <laughs> yep. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of deepening relation of relationships as well as like the destroying. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, when you're so around someone so, 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 so much. Right. Um, it's it's hard and like Kimberly and I are both hermits sometimes and it's mm -hmm. really hard to be a hermit when a person's always around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. you know, not to be ungrateful, but you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of space. spaciousness. We are always in our in our spaciousness. And that's yeah. the thing too, is that you know, we my husband and I have found ways for us to like still have like a little bit of separation you know whether mm -hmm. that's me going to the backyard or going on a bike ride or something where i just you know we don't have to be a hundred million percent right in front of each other every every moment of every day um and that's helped us definitely mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah the other day we were having a hangry moment we were both hangry mm -hmm. and uh i uh yeah, and he was doing the dishes, but we should have eaten first, but we were both mm -hmm. angry. So I just like went and I took a walk and deposited money in a, I mean, deposited a check in the ATM because it's a yeah. few, like, yeah. like, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get hungrier. I don't know when I'm going to eat. I need to go somewhere that I'm not mean. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, even you just know. like sometimes just popping the car for a little, just like driving around the block, you know, like yeah. you gotta do you gotta, what you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta create space. And I think that, that this is a really good lead in to accountability with clients right now. Yes, um, because, you know, clients are people and people come with complications. Mm -hmm. And I've, I don't know about you, Kimberly, but I've had so many people reach out to me and be like, I want to set up a session. And I'm like, okay, let's set up a session. And then um, they don't follow through. But yeah. I'm very fortunate in the aspect that they'll contact me like a week or a few days ahead of time. So it's not like an immediate not follow through. Yeah. But I've just gotten to a point where right now, because the pandemic, there's so many ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Like I don't count that person as being there until like the 24 hour uh, window window mm -hmm. um, because I always message my clients 24 hours before our session mm -hmm. or the day before, you know, it's not yeah. necessarily exact 24 hours. Um, and that gives them, and they know that I have the policy that they have to cancel within 24 hours. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're doing a service-based thing, you need to have these really healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've heard so many stories. I don't know about you, Kimberly, if you've had experiences of this. I mean, I've had experiences with this for a few clients um, where people don't have these boundaries set up and these, and their clients will cancel things in the last like five minutes before they're supposed to do it. And back when we had to drive everywhere, that's a huge, that's a huge inconvenience. Yeah. That's, exactly. That costs you money. Yeah. And it also just doesn't feel good too. you mm -hmm. know, like if you're, if you're constantly getting canceled on and people aren't respecting your time and, you know, they, it feels like they're not respecting you as well. And so if you don't put those boundaries in place where people have to be accountable for their actions, then they're not going to be because a lot of people just think, oh, it's just yoga. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's something that they're just doing on the side. And, and for 
some people that may be the case, but at the same time, like even if you are doing it on a side, if you're not setting the policies in place to make it so that you're accountable to your clients and they're accountable to you, then the relationship isn't going to work and it's not going to feel good to be in that atmosphere together. You know, like you want to feel respected as a teacher and that means respecting your client and them respecting you as well. And having that 24 hour cancellation policy is a way of showing respect for one another because you're saying, okay, you can cancel ahead of the 24 hours and you don't get charged. But during this 24 hour period of time, like you have to, commit to your Mm -hmm. practice and commit to the relationship that you're developing with your teacher. And that shows respect for one another. And so I think it's really important. And I think that every teacher should have some type of policy that is, that is allowing people to be accountable um, for their practice and also for your time, how much you will be making for that session and that people also pay you, have the policies of them paying you on a regular basis and, and what you would like to see for how much money you are, you're going to receive. Because that's also where I feel like a lot of yoga teachers have a difficulty is like asking for money, you know. <laughs> and also, you know, do you want to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't value your time? No. Um, You know, and the thing about having a policy of 24 hours, I've heard people say, but what if something horrible happens? Well, if the person's driving in their car and they get in an accident and they're stuck on the side of the road and they can't make it to a session, you don't have to be a jerk. (laughs) Sorry, you were supposed to be there. But then there's people who are just continuously uh, flaking. Flaking. Yeah. And like a decade ago, I had a client who was just continuously flaking. And I said, you know. Um, that's, that's it, you know, like, I can't help you, like, I can help you find someone who can help you in which, Mm -hmm. like, time management is more a possibility for you, but I can't set my time aside for you. And also, you're going to know that you're, like, the policies that you set in place are going to be different depending on, you know, who you're working with, what population you're working with um, and and the the uh, discussion you have with those people. So like mm-hmm. that's what really needs to happen is like you might not have the same policy with every person. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever policy you're going to have, you should be clearly communicating that with those people because yeah. otherwise they won't know. Like you can't just think somebody's gonna know that you have a 24 hour cancellation policy if you've never told them, you know? Like, yeah. So and I have that, that I have that part of the contract they sign when yeah. we agree to work together. Exactly. Um, you know, and you know, I use it up to my discretion. And, and if it happens, I just say, you know, um, I have a I, I reinforce it because people don't remember their contract. Right. Um, and when it happens, I re- reinforce it. I say if you know, like I'll either say, like um, per my know, per our agreement. Yeah. Oftentimes I'll be like, you know, everybody deserves a chance, right? And like things get in the way. Um, going forward, just know that if you can cancel less than 24 hours in advance, that you're responsible for my time. Yep. The full payment of mm-hmm. the session. And that's a boundary, right? Though mm-hmm. we're putting in place the boundaries that people need to be need to be in so that we can continue to be successful because if you're going to somebody's house and you're in front of their house and they decide that they're canceling your their class that minute 
you've already spent all that time traveling to that place. Mm-hmm. You were anticipating the funds for that class and you were anticipating the, the interaction with those people or that mm-hmm. person. And, you know, all of that accounts for, you know, a great deal of effort on your part and, and you should be compensated for that. So I'm not saying, you know, be a, be a jerk about it and say you have to, you know, regardless of like, obviously there are situational circumstances where you may have to make adjustments in your policy or in your boundaries, but those boundaries have to be set in place first. Otherwise you will be continuously getting people pushing those boundaries or trying to get you to do things for them for nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I've ran a few retreats, uh, and I've had people try to cancel at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And the problem with retreats is, at least for me, um, I, it's not a huge more a huge profit margin. Yeah. So I have a minimum amount of people who have to attend in order just for the retreat to pay for itself. Yeah. That doesn't even count my time or anyone else's time. Um, and you know, because it, it's that extra level, there's like, what is it? Like they have. Because usually when you're running a retreat, you have 30 days to pay what it costs mm-hmm. to um, to the facility. Facility, yeah. Um, so, you know, I would have a 60-day window for um, cancellation, full refund. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 30-day window uh, for ha- for 50%, you know. Yeah. Because I already have to expend, extend, I already have to pay. Yeah, and, um, and so that's another thing people don't generally think about when they're canceling or being flaky is the expense that's coming out the out from the facilitator. Right, the out of pocket that needs to happen in order for that. And so mm-hmm. that's also really important, not just with working with your client, but when you have workshops or when you have trainings or retreats. Like these things can have additional expenses mm-hmm. that have to pay be paid up front, and you're going to need to have a policy in place with that um, organization or whoever you're working with, that's your client as well. And it's a different mm-hmm. type of client, but they're still working with you and you have to have, you know, a clear communication of how much things are going to cost, what time, you know, commitment you're going to have, what type of things they're expecting of you and that you're expecting of them. And all those things need to be written, you know, in order to mm-hmm. create that relationship. Um that works for them too. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it, it can just be very frustrating. These people are people and you're a people too, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but, and so things will come up for people, but it comes to a point where they have to accept their own accountability. So you have to have the policy, but in order for the exchange, the relationship to work, you have to have your own accountability. Going back to my story of being hangry, you know, I could have just been around here being mad, <laughs> you know, uh, being dramatic. But instead, I chose to take a walk because, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and we're around each other 24-7, right? Like, yeah. that my partner doesn't need that. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's it's taking personal responsibility, too. They, as people, have to acknowledge, like, you know, if they've set up appointments and they keep canceling. So I've recently had someone set up three appointments. They canceled all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted them the same time, the same day. So obviously that time and day does not work for them. 
Yeah. You know, so it's just, you know, people need to have accountability for their own schedule, what's going on in their life and communicate with you. Um, but I had said to my, my partner, like my husband, like, you know, he's, he's like, aren't you doing a session or whatever? And I said, no, uh, the person canceled. And I said, during the pan, during this pandemic, I'm like, my default is just to imagine people cancel because yeah. so much is, is up in the air right now, you know, yeah. um, the follow through isn't great but like i said as long as it's more than 24 hours and if i know you know if it comes down to someone who's not able to commit to that time and there's someone else who wants that time then i'm going to communicate with the person that initially reached out to me and say hey you know um i have something else that's come up i just want to verify you still want this time if not then you know i'm going to schedule something else yeah and that's making adjustments mm -hmm. for for your clients too, because you know it. You might say a twenty-four hour policy is okay for you, but if that person is continuously, even if it's outside of the twenty-four hour window, continuously <clears throat> canceling, and you could be doing something else, and you feel like that something else may be more beneficial to you than <clears throat> sitting there waiting for somebody to cancel on you, you may have to make the adjustment and be like, okay, I will either have to let this go or you know, have mm -hmm. this person have a different time period that's not when I'm doing or I can offer this other opportunity. Yeah. You have to weigh the, you know, the risk and the benefit of having that space, you know, being useful. So for example, for me, I had a class where they wanted biweekly classes on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock at, at a preschool. But another preschool wanted weekly classes at Tuesday at 10 o'clock. I had been teaching at the other preschool previously for a longer period of time, but they could only give me the every other week opportunity. And so when somebody said, we'll do every week at that time period, I had to weigh the benefit of should I just take the <clears throat> clients that I had before and just do every other week? or have this new opportunity where they're going to have that time slot every week. And so mm -hmm. I chose the time slot of every week because it was creating more revenue for me, more stability mm -hmm. in my practice. And, you know, and it made it so that I had the opportunity to teach on a weekly basis there. Um, but that was hard too to make that choice because I had been teaching, you know, and I understand that people can't necessarily afford yoga every week for, for many, many reasons, you know, mm -hmm. but we also have to think about ourselves mm -hmm. and what we need to do for our business as well. And so we're going to have to, and I have on many occasions had to, you know, either ask people to change their time slot or, you know, give up a certain class in order to take a different class because mm -hmm. there are only certain periods of time that people really practice yoga too, mm -hmm. you know, and so once all those times are filled up, you may need to readjust and then make adjustments to your schedule. If, if a client is going to be paying you more money, or if a client is going to be with you on a more regular basis, like you may have to shift your uh, clients around if they can or mm -hmm. let go of some of them as well. Yeah. And if it gets to this place where you have a client that's com completely <clears throat> disregarding your time and keeps canceling, then the question is not about the client. The question becomes about you. 
Yeah. You, it's time to do some self-study to see why you want to. I'm not saying them can't them canceling on you has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them, but yeah. you allowing them to have this behavior repeatedly. This is like a form of self-sabotage or a reinforcement of negative self-belief. Um, so it's time to like do some self-study to figure out like why, why do you have, to, why do you keep putting yourself in this situation with this person? Right. right. Like the person being a flake, that's on them, but allowing this behavior to repeat that if that's causing you suffering, it's yeah. time to take it and like, look at it and you get to cancel with people. You get to uh, choose to do something different, but also with that in mind, as you we were talking about the personal last week, you have to do it in a way that's not abrupt and disrupting their time too, yeah. because it's, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so being respectful of one another and having that clear communication, right? So not only do you talk, to your client about what it is that you're saying and, and have a verbal agreement. But also what I like to do is follow up with the email so that I can continuously have this, this written documented information about what it is that I expect from my client and how they expect me to, you know, show up for them as well. And we have that exchange over something that's written so that I can refer back to it if I need to, to be like, mm -hmm. well, this is what we agreed upon. And if that's not working, then we need to reevaluate what it is that's happening and make changes accordingly for the benefit of both of us, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that I feel like for a lot of yoga teachers, like holding people accountable and clients accountable is really difficult. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it has to come from you and a sense of confidence that you are running your business in a way that's being respected. Because if you don't, they won't respect you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it will just be, um, we'll show up when we want to or if mm -hmm. we want to. And that feels really crappy. Mm -hmm. And Kimberly and I have both expanded and contracted and expanded our schedules over the years. And I say, don't count your chickens until they hatch, until it is the day of, until the money exchanges hands, until the workshop starts or the session starts. They are not there. I mean, you show up, you're there. But um, I mean, I've had people say to me, oh, I'm having a workshop. And I'm like, great. And I have 20 people. Really? You have 20 people signed up? No, I only have one person signed up. But it's like you have one person. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You have one person. Like, you yeah. know, um, get the money in your hand. You yeah. know, like that's the part of it. And even then, know that that money might need to go back to that person. Yeah. You know, but having people sign up and sign an agreement that they're going to be there and mm -hmm. have a financial investment in being there is going to make them more accountable than just signing a piece of paper saying, I'm going to show up to this and then nobody coming, you know, I, yeah. Yeah, and I have many, many times done so many different kind of workshops. Don't suffer happens. like us. <laughs> That people are like, we want this, we want this, we want this. Then we put it out there. We, you know, share with everybody, everybody who said that they want it. Oh, I can't do it. You know, oh, yeah. like, and that's going to happen too. And that, you know, is, it's frustrating. And it's frustrating, frustrating to me when everybody's <laughs> like, I want this. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it. And then nobody signs up, you know, it's like yeah. part of it too, for me, that I feel like is that even if everybody wants it, if I don't want to do it, 
then it's not gonna it's not gonna come to fruition in the way that it should you know like for me I have to be the person who wants to engage in that kind of information and and share from a space of like personally knowing and trusting that that's the kind of information that I want to give so I've I've moved away from from doing a lot of the things that people are like only asking me to do yeah because if they're asking me to do that and then they want to pay me to do it great but if you're just telling me oh this is a great idea no like <laughs> it, it doesn't work that way because those great ideas that a lot of other people have don't necessarily come with the uh the follow through that mm -hmm. clients should be giving if that's the kind of offering that they want. So like really knowing like whether people are just saying something to you because they think it's like a great idea, but they're not really invested or interested in that information or willing to pay for it um, mm -hmm. is important when you're creating materials or you want to do workshops or you want to lead teacher trainings or retreats is like, are people actually going to pay? Like, <laughs> are they going to show up? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, over the years, I've expanded my schedule to teach more classes. It caused the other classes to shrink in size. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it comes into a, you know, what at what cost? Because I live in Orange County. I have had my practice in L.A. for since 2009. Like, you know, I, I moved here seven years ago. So I would still come to LA two to three days a week, you know, to, to do my practice. And then sometimes it just diminishes where people, because you've expanded your schedule so much, people are like, oh, well, I'll go to Tuesday instead of Thursday, or I'll go to Wednesday instead of Friday or whatever your schedule is. Right. Yeah. So nice. there has to be, a, I mean, I hate this. I really do, but there has to be a level of scarcity. Otherwise people take it for granted. Well, and it just depends on, on your client base too, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. really depends on, on the people who, you know, you're attracting as your, as your, you know, niche client, people mm -hmm. who have more opportunities, you know, to practice and, you know, that's why everybody's like, Oh, I want to go to the big yoga studio that has, you know, 20 classes a day. Mm -hmm. Well, 20 classes a day is great, but if you only have three people in each class, then obviously yeah. there's going to be challenges in having that wide variety of selection if you don't have the clientele that actually is interested in wanting to take those sessions. You know, yeah. we have to be able to be flexible around, you know, expanding, especially if you're like in a growth period where you think, oh, I need to expand this or I need to shrink it down, like know and pay attention to why you're doing that. And then and, and observe like what happens with your the people that you teach when you do change your schedule or when you do, you know, and some people change their schedule because it's not. It, they have to, you know, like yeah. you can no longer oh, yeah. teach in that space or you can't, you know, or you, you, you just don't have that time anymore to do it. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can show up for our clients, but that we also always have to have that personal accountability first mm -hmm. and, and know what it is that we want so that we can share that with our students because you can't just do everything from, what they want from us mm -hmm. because it will burn out that way mm -hmm. you know like it's really really yeah. easy 
And, you know, people want to do things, but then things, life gets in the way. But ultimately, if it's not serving you, then you can't continue to serve. And it doesn't mean it has to be. It's not all about you, but it does have to be about your time. Yeah. And it has to be about what you are fired up to share, you know, mm -hmm. and and just because somebody else thinks it's a great idea, if you don't feel like it's a great idea, then you're not you're not responsible to make everybody's ideas come into, you know, into fruition, because that's that that's going to make it really difficult for you to find what it is that you want to mm -hmm. share, you know, because so yeah. many people have tons of ideas that they want mm -hmm. to share with you, like, you should do this, and you yeah. should do this, and you should do this, but it's like, if you don't want to do those things, mm -hmm. listen to that, you know, <laughs> like, listen to it, and, and notice, like, what comes up for you when all of these suggestions may be, you know, thrown at you from various mm -hmm. people, but, like, are these people the people who are purchasing your workshops or coming to your classes, or are these people just the idea people who, you know, show up once in a while or send you a, a random email, mm -hmm. like, you should do this. And maybe that's not the right person to be getting that information from, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's just about having the policy set in place, acknowledging that people are people and there has to be clear communication and then not counting on it until people show up. And if they're not continuously showing up, it's time to do some self-study and figure out if you continue to hold on, why are you holding on and uh, can, can you let it go? Because there's something called the sunk cost fallacy where you put so much time, so much energy into something that you think, well, if I let it go now, then, you know, it might turn into something next week. But ultimately, if it if you've been doing it for a while and it's not turning into something, it's just really faulty reasoning and it's causing suffering. So, you know, let it go. <laughs> so, wow. Next week, we're going to talk about professional. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I have experienced some, some stumbling blocks when working with different facilities and so has Kimberly. So we're going to talk about that and how to hold the, the relationships that we have in the professional setting, whether it's other teachers or renting facilities or whatnot accountable. Yep. So join us next week for us talking about the professional accountability. And we hope you guys have a, if you're celebrating a safe holiday. Mm, and yes. Um, everybody take care and we are so thankful that you've joined us in this 40th episode and um, yeah thank you so much and we'll talk to you next week next week thanks join us online at don'tsufferlikeus.com to just check out our website. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, you can find additional information at Don't Suffer Like Us on Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you or hear you or talk at you next week. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.